This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Star Miz. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, and I'm joined by the Professor of the Truth, your Jam That Champion, Dan Layton, and, whoa, special oh, guest in the room, geez. Oliver Davis is here. Hey, everybody, a couple of Christmas chumpers. Oh, uh, nice, nice. I gave that's you that that's uh, Ollie original. No, it's yeah. not. I, I gave came you... up with it by myself. You... No, well, I you believe came it. in here I and you it. said... I really like your Christmas jumpers. Where can I get one? And I, I said, didn't say that. And I said, oh, more like <laughs> Christmas jumpers. Yeah. And you then stole my joke. But then oh. what you said was like, hey, Actually, no, don't you be coming here talking about people stealing IP, witchies. Remember when you, when you robbed my witchies idea? Oh, I did do that. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I thought we'd collectively come And then when you spoiled the NXT idea. for me, and then when you spoiled the well, NXT that's, for that's them. That's slightly different. I, I did spoil <laughs> the NXT for you, but I didn't know you were waiting to watch it. <laughs> this is why this podcast takes about an hour 45 minutes every episode. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a three hour show. <laughs> and we are just going to be slightly delayed in getting started on Raw today because we are here to promote one of the most exciting times of the year. It's the end of year awards season on the WrestleTalk podcast, and it starts tomorrow with Wrestler of the Year, hosted by myself, hosted by Dan Layton, and hosted by Oliver Davis. We're going to be counting down the 10 best wrestlers of 2023, as voted for by our Patreon backers, Wrestle.com writers, us here at WrestleTalker Parts Fun Known, uh, and we've got our extended family of the WrestleTalker Parts Fun Known family have also been nominating on this as well. So we're counting down our best wrestlers. And then on Friday, it's best matches of 2023. On Saturday, it is the best pay-per-views of 2023. Christmas Eve, the worst matches of 2023. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and on Boxing Day, the worst pay-per-views of 2023. And then I think that should be renamed the least best pay-per-views it, it, it of kind 2023. Of is, though, the least best. That's kind of what we talk about in the mm. worst matches, I think. It's like yeah. The worst match to worst pay-per-views were like, it's the most mid-pay-per-views yeah. of 2023. But that's, that's less clear 
quite a nice year. Uh, and then we have got our annual prediction show. Myself and Oliver Davis were doing our oh. 2024 predictions, our wild and wacky predictions. And we did pretty well from last year's going on. We, we go through what we uh, predicted last year to see how many we got right. I actually did fairly well. Oh, certainly on one of them. Well, we, we you've probably already seen the three count uh, mm. reactions. Everybody has. It's done really well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, those, they're different predictions. Yes. So that you won't see too many repeats. No. They're actually not at all about wrestling. You're just predicting what's going on in the world. You're like, mm. at some point, there'll be a seismic shift over in the San Andreas Fault. So we're very excited because it is an end of year award okay, season. Like, no, it's, <laughs> well, it's because the, our, the, the boss has sat next to me and he's just like, you know, time is money. That's fair. And mime is That's money fair. as well. <laughs> so starting tomorrow, best wrestlers of it's 20, Christmas. 2023. Best wrestlers of 2023. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. GMT. Is GMT, right? Can I give a little yeah. uh, spoiler for my what happened to me in that episode? Legit, my number one pick... For best wrestler in the world mm -hmm. in 2023, I won't say who it is. You'll have to watch the video to find out. Was number ten <gasps> overall? It was, and I am still outraged <laughs> because I, for once, I did not go with my heart. I went with who I think is objectively, inarguably, the most impactful best wrestler of Maybe 2023. Maybe you just don't have your finger on the pulse anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm starting to think. There it is. Yeah. You know. And nobody else voted for him. No, it's because everyone's in their little tribalistic <laughs> pockets and they can't see the truth anymore. <laughs> well, that truth's right there. No, <laughs> we're good. We, no, we did. And I, a lot of people did vote for... You're right. <laughs> You're right there. You know, just having some of my magic mind. <laughs> okay. Nice. I do this before most podcasts these days. If you had that, you'd have got the number one pick. Yeah. Well, I, this is what has been ex expanding my mind. This is the, the oh. source of how I can predict things like CM Punk <laughs> will go back to WWE in November. That was I a, said that a year ago. A very good, accurate prediction. I didn't really say WWE. Just no. said he'll return. Yeah. No, you said he returned to AEW in November. Yeah. Because you thought he'd return at full gear. So this is, but this is really good. It's Magic Mind. Um, they're a really good brand. They've sponsored this episode. And they have said they sent me this actually three months ago. Just be like, do you do you like it? Is it good? Because mm. I'm a bit of a new tropics nerd. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Nerd remember the, remember the turmeric tea? Oh, I remember the turmeric tea. I remember the mushroom the tea. Mushroom well. oh, the mushroom coffee. Oh, the mushroom coffee. Stunk that. Like, stunk yeah. the studio up because you got into mushroom tea and then both you and Laurie <coughs> got into uh, turmeric tea for yeah. a little bit. I'm a bit witchy. I like a turmeric tea. But this is, uh, yeah, what it does is it's got loads of, I mean, how deep down the new tropic rabbit hole do you want me to go? <laughs> do you want me to tell go? you about my stack? Deep my stack. Do you want to go? Go for it. Well, it's got, it's got caffeine in there. Lovely. But the, I used to, I did this over the pandemic. I, I thought, because, uh, you know, everyone went a bit mad in the pandemic. And I went wow. down some rabbit holes and I got caffeine pills and I was like really, really energetic all day. Oh, that that's why. <laughs> but I was also insanely hot and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> and it, honestly, two months. I'm like, why am I so hot all the time? And my partner went, could it be the caffeine pills? And I was like, oh, maybe. And I started, it fixed it. And what this does, it does have caffeine in, but not loads. Not like, a, you know, like a monster drink or anything it's like, like that. It's like a weak cup of tea. Yeah, but it also has something called L-theanine, which balances out and takes the edge off. So you get this like... I think I went to school with her. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a... It's like a, a calm, relaxed focus. Mm. So pep, but a vibe. Yeah, pep, but a vibe. And also, got you some. 
Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Thank Any Gretchen Wieners over there? Thank Magic Mind. Thank you very much. Do more. Stress less. All right. Oh, it's match up. Nice. We're, we're entering 2024. You know, you know how much I love New Year's yeah. and sort of res- revolutions. Res- <laughs> Yeah, you do Reso- love New Year's Revolution. Resolutions. You never stop talking about it. <laughs> and AEW Revolution. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, just this this has helped me get started on things I didn't want to do. You know when you always just find more and more excuses, I'll get to it later, I'll get to it later. Also known as my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, take one of those. It right. just makes it a little a little bit easier. I like a routine. Start the things. I like yeah. a little yeah. a thing to kick me off, a little like a pep. A, pep. a little pep to get going. Yeah. Do you remember when you were getting really sweaty every once in a while and you were like, oh, I just really stink today? And you were blaming your t shirts. <laughs> you what? Do you remember you had that? I can't remember which t shirt it was. But it might have been one of those Spider Man okay. t shirts you had. And you were like, I've, I'm always like really stinky at the end of the day. And I think it's my t shirt that's making me stink. Well, I, I still hold this theory that uh, clothes do have a saturation point. They do. No, they, they absolutely do. Where they, they will just turn, and no matter how hot I wash them, no, but, they will but also- stink of me. And we're gonna go. Way. We're gonna go so far away from Roy if you if you pull up this thread. But if that's literally true, yeah, because because especially if you use like certain detergents and fabric softeners, it's, it it doesn't actually fully clean them. It traps the soil oh, and the, does it? the bacteria and all the things that make the smell in. So I'm st- one of my whole things is a new green and clean extravaganza for 2020. <laughs> What's happened? Um, but yeah, no, that's there's, there's truth to that. Yeah. Truth. The truth has spoken. Uh, well, I, I stand like the man in orthopedic shoes. I stand corrected. <laughs> well, I let you get on with your raw because I've only watched the one match. <laughs> the Jerry Lawlerism. The rest of it. Which which one match did you watch? Gunther versus Miz. Because it's five stars. So well, I wouldn't say it's five stars. You'd say it's six. I understand. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I'll, I'll mute your microphone. Now. We record the best matches of 2023. I mean, in before the end. Look. Bye, Ali. Watch though. all the shows from tomorrow. Yes, we have got our uh, our end of year award season starts tomorrow here on the Rest of Podcast channel. I'm going to leave a chair for my for my belt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ollie. Lovely to see you. Merry Christmas. I'll, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Go on, uh, then, also, why not? W- welcome to the Rust Talk Podcast channel. Please do yeah. press the subscribe button, give us a little thumbs up, leave a comment down below. What are you excited for for the end of, uh, end of year awards season? Also, what did you make of uh, Miz versus Gunther? If you're watching live, join the conversation. And if you want to have your thoughts read out on the air, rusttalk.com forward slash support is the link to click. And you can get your thoughts and statements read out on the air above the five US dollar mark. As we kick things off, talking about about the Miz versus Gunther. Yeah, I'm sorry I wasn't here yesterday for everyone who wanted a collision review. I had it. <laughs> I was poorly. I'm really sorry. Sorry, you're absolutely right. Bit of yeah, we've had lots of good wrestling. And while you, while you were looking for notes, I thought I'd address the the elephant in the house. That's absolutely right. Yeah, slight bit of admin. We did not get to do a collision review yesterday because Dan was unwell. I was poorly. I'm sorry. I, I I went away for the weekend up to the Manchester's, picked up a cold, and was chronically. Not well yesterday, and it's the it's the holiday season, so a lot of people are taking time off. Pete's off this week. Yeah. Tempest has already gone back to Canada. Ollie's a, a busy boy, so I was pretty much on my own. I could have done the collision review on my own, but I don't think anyone particularly wants to watch me just talk about how awesome this episode of Collision was. The six of us who was, hate Eddie Kingston. It was <laughs> such an awesome episode. I mean, of yeah, collision. I think I, that's why people were a little bit disappointed because there was a lot of good stuff on there. I was too. Yeah. I was really gutted we didn't get to talk about it because, like, I mean, aside from anything, mind blowing. Two women's matches on the show. The one week I took off. I know. Two you know. women's matches. I think that's actually a first mm. in AEW history in Dynamite or Collision. There have been two women's matches on Goodness the same show. Gracious. Yeah. Well, they've had a new title. So. There was there was actually more time in ring 
um, on those two shows than there was on Raw for women's matches. I mean, that is a first. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it is a first. I'm being, being facetious. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a very good episode of Collision. So sorry we didn't get to review it yeah, yesterday, but Dan was unwell. But so Dan's better now, and he'll also be back tomorrow yeah. as we can do the Wednesday Night War. I'm just in the phlegmy night. leakage section of the. Yesterday was in the one more day in bed watching Barefoot Contessa, and I'll be fine. And there we are. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Right. So on to business. Come on. Let's five talk stars, about- Miz. Let's talk about The Miz versus Gunther. This was announced last week on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Miz and DIY beat Imperium in a six-man tag. Miz had already kind of alluded to after the Survivor Series match, hey, I want one more shot at your belt. And Gunther said last week, Mike, you can have another shot at my Intercontinental Championship with the proviso that when you lose, you cannot challenge for my belt again mm. as long as I'm champion. And they put that on every single graphic and it was comically long. But it's, I think it added wonderful stakes to this match. Absolutely. Because this match could have just been a rematch and it would have been just as good because Mm. the in-ring work was so, so good. But that extra element of drama of this is kind of the Miz's last chance Mm -hmm. in this era to, to go for the IC title added this real extra spark to the match that was really, really magical. Like mm. it was so so good because it allowed Miz to the story to tell his story in the match, which isn't just I want to win this icy title because you know I'm the Miz and I'm awesome. I want to be a nine-time champion. Deedly deedly dee. It was I want to prove to you and to everyone else mm. I belong in the conversation of greatest icy champs of all time. Yeah, and the way to do that is to beat the best IC champion of the modern era, the only man who's made this belt feel worth a damn in 20 Mm. years. I want to beat, I have to beat that guy. And this is my last chance to do it. And hot dog, I thought they told an exceptional story in this. And that's just one element of this match that I really, really liked. Yeah. But I've I've talked for a while, so I'll I'll, I'll throw the, 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 the mic to you so you can get your, your thoughts in. Well only to really echo that, because it was that was very much how I felt as well. I think the the first of all, the graphic was hilarious in they put it down to like eight point font. The and I think I I tried to read it but it, I didn't I didn't have enough time while it was on screen to read it. But it was if the Miz loses to the ring general Gunther he can't like and it was whatever. It was like so much. Call it the last chance challenge. Right there. Job done. Nice and snappy title. It was a last chance challenge. He had no more opportunities to go for the belt as long as Gunther was champion. And that in a way was one of many points which have made this belt feel really valid, really valuable, really something that people really want to go for. You know like when um in in the football it's like the league cup and they put out their like second string team of mm-hmm. reserves and under 18s or whatever and it makes you feel like that oh, i don't really care about this particular tournament this was this is the opposite of that that's kind of it, it makes it feel like it's something no i want to put out a full strength team to really go all out for the belt it adds an extra bit of jeopardy um and actually i felt like that stipulation was something that you could, if you want to, carry on forward. And we got further developments later on in the show. And I started thinking about, you know, it's only a couple of months to WrestleMania when we've done the whole the whole match or whatever. I'll I'll do my little fantasy booking pitch mm-hmm. to take us forward. But I thought it was it was something that they were talking in the match as well about how Miz is desperate because he really loves that belt. We know that Miz loves that belt. He's the Talking Smack segment is always present. Um, so yeah, the 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 stakes around the whole thing felt 
given that it essentially had a one week build and we saw it a couple of weeks ago at Survivor Series and the match there was relatively mid like it wasn't it wasn't bad it just I wasn't it. It, I enjoyed it it's, it was it's the best Miz match I've seen in a while until until um, but that's it like it was one of those things where it's like oh I guess I guess we'll watch that again it got to do something at Christmas time yeah. um, sure uh, I, I think a lot of us had because I don't know about you but certainly from my perspective when they kind of set up that it was going to be the Miz again my reaction was oh no, fair. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I'd rather we move on to something else. We kind of were in, really into that Chad Gable chap uh, a couple a, months ago. A few, yeah. mo- a few months ago. Kind of like maybe to revisit that rather than just do Mike again. Stick a pin in that. Because I was exactly the same as you. I was kind of just like, and as an avowed Miz fan, I was like, oh, uh, okay, like fine. And then it kind of tied in with a DIY Imperium thing. And then, like, mm-hmm. sure, I guess Gunther needs something to do before the end of the year. And then, yeah, then the match happened. So, the other elements of this match that I loved in terms of the story they were telling in ring, and I think this only falls apart in one area, and this is why I can't in all good conscience say this is an actual fight. Ah! But it's not their fault. It's the constraints of TV yeah. that makes it yeah. it makes it a four and three quarter match than the actual full five stars, but I'll get into that in, in, in just a second. Um, but the story of this match was The Miz became submission miz new moves mike he was doing all these submission moves and gunther didn't really know how to react to yeah them. and you sort of saw him a little bit flannery being like oh what's this and you got wade baron commentary being like it's like frank gotcha there was like, well you know just calm down wade but i, I take your point you know you should just, be doing that though yeah actually yeah. yeah absolutely as a common commentator mm. you should be trying to put over these things and so like there's the miz just almost like outworking gunther but that was then followed up with Every time Miz got an element of offense, Gunther shut it down. Mm. Anytime he was just trying to rally a little bit, one shot, Miz goes down. And then it's Gunther standing above him. Come on, Mike, what are you? Mike, you're a weirdo, you're this, that, and the other. And then the Miz will try and fire back. Bang, shut straight back down again. Until Gunther went to chop him on the outside and Miz ducked and Gunther chopped the ring post. Now... The Miz has a weakness. Jeopardy. It's Jeopardy. And this is the only reason why I said I can't give it the full five stars. Because that was just like, oh man, what an awesome spot. Now the Miz can take over. Went to ad break. Mm. And when he came back from ad break, Gunther was on top. I'm like, oh, okay. Right, so all of that Jeopardy sort of lost ever so slightly. Because they've had to stop for two and a half minutes to do an ad break. And then we can get back into the action. Mm. But that's the constraints of TV. That is not the fault of the people in ring. But when Also, it... Counterpoint to balance didn't bother me at all because mm-hmm. Gunther sold no. it so well. Exactly because so. when they came back from the ad break yeah. and they picked back up that story again, which they weren't doing the during mm. the commercial break, but they could do it now they were back on TV. Was Gunther had this moment where he hit the power bomb, but there was clearly not as much power on that power bomb mm. because of the hand, and then he locked in the Boston Crab, but he couldn't hold on to the Boston Crab because of the hand. So now Miz has his opening. So Miz. At this moment where he locked in the sleeper, not enough power on the sleeper because of the hand. So Miz rolls it through into a great near fall. Mm. And this was a point in the match where I felt like it was about to finish. Like, you know, Gunther has done the whole, I've done a power bomb on you. He kicks out. Well, I've got you straight into a Boston crowd. And I was like, great. They did the bit where it looked like Miz, you know, had an opportunity. There had been a period of the match where Gunther was just destroying him going, I want to see you get back up, Mike. Come on. You know, he's teasing him, whatever. A bit of folly with the hand. But he's got the Boston Crab on now. Miz is about to tap out. Oh, no, we're carrying on. Oh, Miz is going to take advantage of the hand thing. 
Interesting. So we have the sleeper, the reversal of that mm. sleeper into a really, really good near fall. But the beauty of that is immediately follow straight back up skull crushing finale. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, what? And Gunther kicks out 2.9. And it's mm. like, woof, that is an incredible near fall. But okay, we're going into the final sequence here because Gunther knocks him back down. He goes up top to hit the splash. Miz hits immediately following on from this skull crushing finale an avalanche skull crushing finale from the and i my heart jumped into my throat because mm. i don't want gunther to lose this belt and i certainly didn't want the miz to be the one to end this reign that's not really me being like my anti-miz agenda i just don't think he's the guy mm. i think there are five other i don't know who the guy is yet to end this reign but i don't think it's the miz mm -hmm. i also don't think it's chad gable anymore but can he chad gable back up but it's not Chad Gable at this point at the moment. So I was like, I don't, I am not ready for Gunther's reign to end. Also, he's the best thing in WWE right now. This is the best reign that WWE has at the moment. I think we should just put more stock into this. I don't want Gunther to lose. So when he hit that avalanche Golgoth finale, I was like, oh, it's over. Miz is going to win. And the reason for that is the extra added element of this is his last chance. So I was like, holy, I think he's going to win. Mm-hmm. And Gunther slowly rolls to the outside. And I was like, oh, that's superb. So, so good. And then it got even better because Gunther gets back into the ring. And what does he do? Powerbomb. Rainmaker. Powerbomb. And the three quick devastating moves, like absolute destruction of The Miz in three moves, actually was so crushing to this crowd because this crowd, unlike me, wanted to see the miz win Dump the turn miz into a baby face i mean yeah i mean like, like th time. this is a baby face turn that has mm. worked like magic and this crowd wanted to see the miz win this belt they really wanted to see see him win the big one and gunther's absolute domination in those final three minutes every single time was just more wind more wind more wind in the best way possible this is actual like great heat of just being like oh no he's done it again He's done it. He's crushed our dreams again. Mm. I thought this match was absolutely superb. In a in a year of just awesome Gunther matches, he has ended off the year with just another awesome Gunther match. Yeah. He is the perfect wrestler. He is the best wrestler in WWE. I think he is arguably the one of the best wrestlers in North America right now. He is a perfect, perfect pro wrestler. And I love him to pieces. Never lose this title and then beat Seth for his and then beat Roman for his. Give him all the belts. Give Imperium the tag belts. They're the best thing in WWE right now. But there's dissension. Uh, no, I, um, <laughs> I and props to Miz for meeting the moment as well. As Absolutely, I want to say because oh, I yeah. think I think uh, even like you know he managed to reverse his most famous crossbody. Like it was that he was throwing everything he had at Gunther, and Gunther was able to take it back. No, there was there was so much going into it where um, I didn't want Miz to win either. But the and I don't think many people in the crowd actively thought or wanted Miz to win. But the trick of wrestling is to allow you to suspend your disbelief long enough that you think it could. We're getting, because we're at the end of the year, a lot of the, here's a thread of the best moments of, of the year. And Michael Cole's call at, at Elimination Chamber when Sammy hits him with a halluva kick and he screams, do you believe in miracles? And it's like, well, hang on, in this moment, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Every time you're watching a match like this, you want to believe something could happen. We got it in the main event as well. I kind of wanted the Creeds to win the tag titles in that spoilers. Um, and... It, it, it's just providing you with enough that you believe it could happen. Or at the very least, even you as someone who watches wrestling enough times, um, 
and for as long as we have to sit there in the moment and really give yourself to it allow them as wrestlers to tell you the story storytellers to play with you and then tell whatever story they want to do and this match was hugely effective in that regard and a large part of it yes was to do with the stipulation but it was also to do with both of the wrestlers deciding to just go out there and and give it some and you know whether whether it was that weird like wade called it like a modified cravat or like a revert or something it just and then gunther's got him on the on the uh top rope and is standing his foot in even though that's illegal he just looked like he was trying to fold the miz in half it was annoyance but the miz kept getting back up and kept fighting because the belt was worth it because this was his last chance and i think it's the last chance element that has me thinking well let's go forward and see what we can do with with that and using that how many times have we talked about it was last week in fact adam pierce brings in three losers and it's like we need to talk about gunther and in this episode we had bronson reed come in and say i heard you were talking about gunther i'd like to talk about gunther well i then went back and looked at gunther's year because it's been a fantastic one mm-hmm. um of those people you've got champa you got reed you got gable mcintyre Riddle and Ali have both been released, so mm-hmm. they're not in the picture anymore. McIntyre, I'm going to remove from this three. Why can't we do a last chance challenge for each of these people to lead us up to WrestleMania? That's and fine. have this story where, like, you want another go? There's no one on Raw that can really take me. You know, give Ricochet a shot, I'll bash him down. Uh, Champa, do you want to go? Uh, I beat you already. Last chance, one more chance with me. As long as I'm champion, you can never fight again. And you get these right the way through. I have my little fantasy booking picture of Bron Breaker entering the Rumble and surprising everybody by eliminating Gunther and leading to a little feud between those two that culminates on Raw because Gunther can't go to Elimination Chamber because of visa issues. So then when you get to WrestleMania, I think that's how you put the heat under Chad Gable if you want to give it to Chad Gable. Or maybe you do want to give it to Bron Breaker and create a new star. I think because of the quality that you have so eruditely shared that Gunther has to build people, even people like The Miz who, you know, I'm perhaps biased in this regard, have always had an appreciation and a respect for, but the vast majority of people uh, delighted in the sort of heel out elements of it because they just didn't like him or whatever. They got behind him in this moment, in the course of telling the story. They suspended their disbelief enough that they were... When Gunther rolled out of the ring after that skull-crushing finale from the second rope, even though I knew he was never seriously going to lose, I was gutted. Genuinely, in the moment... Ah, oh, he's not done it. The smart, wily heel has got him out and has decided, I'm going to just fold you up, knock every ounce of air out of your body and get the win. Um, he's able to do that. So whoever does take the title from him, and I don't personally think it should be a multiple belt thing, um, whoever does manage to be the person to do it, is going to end up looking like a star. So use all of these things to your advantage. That would be my pitch. Uh, yeah, I mean, to, to your point there, it's... We talked about this on on uh, Dynamite's review, this idea of the max effect, that when you go into a feud or you get involved in a storyline with MJF, all of a sudden your stock is like raised mm. in AEW. Hangman Page is like a really good example of this. You know, it, a man who came off two pay-per-view losses in a row to, to swerve mm. in like a really like very serious feud between the two of them, a very like personable feud. Two weeks later, all of a sudden, he's like involved in this hangman thing. And now it was like, oh, 
yeah, Hangman should be in the title picture again. Mm. Like, you, the second you get involved with MJF, your stock is raised within mm. AEW. The acclaimed stock was raised because they were involved with MJF. Adam Cole has massively had his stock raised in AEW by being involved. Wardlow, no one gave a single toss about Wardlow towards his the end of his last run that he had in AEW. He's come back. He's going after MJF and was like, he could be going for the world title. Samoa Jones is another name. That's the max effect. Gunther is that guy on Raw. The second you go into a feud with Gunther, all of a sudden you're taken so much more seriously. Look at Chad Gable. Mm. Chad Gable in the Alpha Academy, goofy comedy trio, uh, the, the stuff they were doing the Viking Raiders, goofy comedy stuff. He goes to a feud with Gunther, all of a sudden he's the most serious wrestler, and mm. you as an audience take him seriously. The Miz, who part of his entrance is, I've got massive balls. The Miz... And I'm watching him being like, oh, I genuinely believe you could beat this man. Mm. I, I buy into it because that's the power of Gunther. And the other point I wanted to make is, and I've made this point several times over on the podcast, the thing I love the most about Gunther and why I think he is a perfect wrestler, particularly a perfect big man wrestler, he is not afraid to sell. Yeah. Big man wrestlers are often told, don't sell. Mm. Don't take the bumps. Don't go down. Stay on your feet. You've got to be the big tree that is hard for the smaller person to chop down. Vince had a whole thing. He sent a lot of the big guys down to NXT to be like, you need to learn how to work like a big man. Keith Lee was someone who sent back to NXT, learn to work like a big man. Because mm. that was the model of how big man wrestlers work. Gunther has never been that. Gunther sells. And because Gunther sells, he shows vulnerability, which means you can buy into someone who is smaller than Gunther pinning him. Mm. But he never looks like he's in trouble. Mm. He can be beaten, but in the end, he is the dominating force. Unless you get that, unless you're like a Will Ospreay and you get that, you know, that lucky mm. thing. But often, more often than not, Gunther is victorious. That is the magic of Walter. That's the magic of Gunther. When you get to a point where. Um you're potentially running the risk of it going too long and you start wondering, well, who's mm. who's going to be the one to take it from him? Is it, is there going to be anyone to take it from yeah. him? It kind of, like, there's, there's an element, there's an argument for long title reigns. There's an argument against long title reigns. And part of my argument against, for instance, Roman's long title reign is it's hard for me to really buy into anything because he's never really around. Except when he shows up on SmackDown. Or except when he shows up and he's wrestling Ellie Knight at Crown Jewel and I see the entrance and I see him in the ring and I go, oh, you are a big star. I actually feel it. And the crucial thing with Gunther is he's here. Often. And he wrestles for that belt often. And he shows that vulnerability and he shows that weakness. But he's able to always find a way through. He's able to adapt to whether you are a high flyer, you are a technical, you are a brawler, you are a bruiser, you're a big guy, you're a little guy. And that's what then ultimately gives you the um the belief in him and it's almost the fact that you can liken a gunther match to you know those little machines i don't know if we still have them but where you'd put the 2p in and it would sort of go around and it was a way to gamify giving to charity yeah yeah, yeah. oh the, yeah, like, the yeah, yeah. The swirly thing. yeah or like the marble league if anyone watches the marble league there's they have it they have a it's like cyclone thingy and you start quite wide and you're going at that and then you get faster and you get faster and you get faster and, you get faster and, it, and it slips through. That's a Gunther match, mm -hmm. right? He's got that ability to start slow, kind of methodical, and then by the end of it, you are breathless and on your feet. And how is this going to go? And that's when he decides to fold the ever-living. Yeah. I remember a couple of, week, couple of weeks ago, he, he did a sleeper on someone and got applause for it. Do you know what I mean? Because the match just was so perfect. It built them. And, it, and someone tried to argue back that it was them trying to G up. It wasn't that kind of applause. Those two applauses are different. He's just that good. Yep. And I... And I I I don't want this reign to go on forever because I don't want it to run the risk of 
oversaturation. Absolutely. But what you, the way you end it has the opportunity to make someone new and push Gunther into world title space. So you need to do it right. It's delicate. That's the thing. You and I have talked about this before, but Gunther has made a belt that meant nothing. Mm. Feel like the most important belt, arguably. Like it's it's certainly I think the third most important belt in WWE, sort of hierarchical, because there are two world titles. Mm. But I honestly, I really do fully believe it is the more important belt on Raw. It feels to me like it's the more important belt on mm. Raw, mostly because of its longevity, but also because it's Gunther and he's had it for you know X, Y, and Z, right? Um, so he has done that. He has made that belt feel very special it's also the booking it's also you know triple h and creative yeah, and the way the, that triple they h want to go for that they want challenge exactly they have created these this challenger and champion mentality and that has made the intercontinental title feel legit important mm. and it has not done for so so long and he's made that belt feel important as well as creative and that means that the person who does beat gunther has got some mighty shoes to fill mm. but it's also as you say an opportunity to really strap the rocket to someone mm. and make them feel like the next big thing on Monday Night Raw. I don't want to overcomplicate it. And and maybe that's the argument that should be made. You don't have to. Just carry on. You beat Gunther. Great. Well, now you have to defend it. It's a workhorse belt for a reason. So have great matches. Have I know a, that sounds really, that yeah. sounds so trite and glib and like whatever for us to say on a podcast about wrestling. Having good wrestling matches is really how you make a a belt feel and that doesn't mean like heatless that doesn't mean just putting on a match and then that'll do you need to nurture it you need to... the reason we're like how who's going to defeat gunther is because every single time there's been a challenger it's felt like the next one might the next one might the next one might do you know what i mean so honestly this th this match was fantastic if you haven't watched this week's raw go out of your way to watch the miz versus gunther yeah because it was absolutely super it was it was it was never it's never going to be in the conversation of best matches of the year because no th this yeah. year has just been so so stacked yeah but what a way to round off the year it's not like, even like the best gunther match no absolutely not no like you know like, but that's, that's the strength of, the of gunther matches there right? you go that's <laughs> what I'm saying, yeah but like i think that this is because this is our last raw of the year mm -hmm. next week is a best of yep and then the week after that is day one, day one. so we're into 2024 so this is our last raw of 2023 and what a way to go out yeah like i really i mean if anything i wish this was the main event yeah, I wish this, kind of yeah i wish this was the last thing on the mm. show because i just thought it was so great not to take away from the main event that we did get but i just thought this was so great mm. i'd have loved for us to end off our raw 2023 mm. with this yeah but it was so great as that's also a note as well we're not doing an episode of uh, raw next week we're not doing a raw podcast next week uh the starters it's uh it's boxing day yeah <laughs> and, and i'm not and i'm not working on boxing day um so that is when our worst pay-per-views of 2023 will be going out uh, there will be a live dynamite review next week there'll also be no collision review next week aw because, bias what because, is this well, there's, no, there's no collision review because i'm day. not working christmas day either <laughs> um so yeah but there will be a live dynamite review next week and there'll be world's end coverage we'll be doing a world's end mm -hmm. podcast on the 31st and then we'll be back for on the second that is correct yes i won't be I'm, i'll be. I'm, yes you will be but i'm taking the first week of january you're gonna be off. so hungover oh <laughs> i'm going to town like santa claus i am i am going to town <laughs> as well you should you work hard thank you bud i um, don't work hard that's why i have to come in well the, one of the reasons why is we found out recently that i had 20 days of holiday to take before the end of the Jesus. year <laughs> quick go away stop working <laughs>
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Get in your odds chats. Let us know what you thought of this episode of rawrestle.com forward slash support. Will Campbell is kicking things off to say, Hi guys, I've liked the Miz for a long time. He's a reliable hand, a safe worker, and I enjoy the prat falling. And like last night, if given the opportunity and the right opponent can pull a banger out of his back pocket, good lord, that was awesome. I think when you say things like a reliable hand, a safe worker, those things can easily be flipped and used as a negative. And actually... They are. They really aren't. They are. They are. You need those people on your roster to be able to go. I know for a fact that I can send the Miz out, and I'll and I'll fill up fifteen to twenty minutes of my TV time, and it's going to go okay. That's because he's very good. Because he's good on the mic. Can manipulate in the crowd. Can get the crowd to chant whatever what he wants. He's very good at that. What is the what is wrestling, but specifically WWE's brand of wrestling for? Yeah, it's for crowd work. It's for it's entertainment. And he can, you know, good at the mic, good at manipulating the crowd, and he's decent in the ring. Yeah. And that is three. That is that is the reason he's had a, as long a career as he's had. Um, and only being injured once in all of that. And and who is the the polar opposite of a reliable hand who's just resigned for the company? Well, there's a program you could do if you wanted to <laughs> send the punk to the miscard vortex. Like, but but it's a good thing. Yeah. And, and I know that that's that's the point you're making. Well, that's it. And like I've said this about the Miz in the past, and people have read that as you hate the Miz, you have this anti-Miz agenda, X, Y, Z. But I was like, no, I think it's not It's not a bad thing mm. to be a safe, reliable hand. Yeah. To be like, I've got 15 minutes of TV that I need to go out there and I need someone who I can go out there and just know mm. that they'll be able to do it. I think the comedy ran stale. I think the, the jokes weren't funny. 
but they always worked. Mm. He, and I've always said this on Raw, he always controls the crowd. He always manipulates mm. the crowd, always gets them chanting whatever it is they're looking to get chanted that night. And that's he, a taste thing. And that, well, that's a taste thing. That's comedy mm. is subjective. He's incredible at that. And you're right, like when you say, oh, you know, if you hear someone say, like, Will Campbell did it, a safe a reliable hand people will hear that as a negative yeah. it's not i think it's an it's one of the ultimate compliments mm. and that's that's what we, that's what we're saying yeah for sure sean has been a member for 31 months in a row it says what a fun roar didn't feel like a three-hour show missing was a great match but honestly didn't feel like a three-hour i agree show. with that completely yeah. yeah it didn't outer rim observer has been a member for 18 months in a row says who's your guys pick to beat gunther for the ic title and should he lose it at mania I don't think there's anyone currently five star ring general. That's that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. So I don't know who the guy is right now. Well, the reason that I've picked someone like Chad Gable is because, and I I believe you can reheat. I think course, you yeah. saw that this year because where if you think about where Alpha Academy were last year to where they are now, and I've always had a fondness for Alpha Academy and a fondness for Chad Gable, even in their heel roles. This year, it really, like, between Viking rules and then his program with Gunther, there was a period of time there where Chad Gable was the best thing on Raw. And you looked forward to it every single week. And that wasn't, to get from A to B, wasn't actually that much time when you reflectively look back and think about it. It feels like much more time because we're in so often. Um, So I think you can reheat Chad Gable. And then you've got someone who you know, we saw it with the Creeds, when they came up and their first match was with uh, Alpha Academy and they looked like a million bucks from the get-go. And look how well that's done for the Creeds. That's... How part and uh, you know part of that is because the creeds are the creeds, but uh, the other half of that equation is Chad Gable and how he's able to make anyone look amazing. I think that's the person you can continue the good work Gunther has done. Alternatively, you want to make a new star immediately. I think Bron Breaker has it personally. Yep. Luke Owens, number one fan here. Turns out the Miz can be a great wrestler. I like the tease of Jay possibly going after the IC title would elevate him greatly mm-hmm. to dethrone Gunther and win his first singles title and maybe defend it versus Jimmy at WrestleMania 40 to add more spice to that. Well, I don't think that feud needs more spice added to it. No, it doesn't. I, I think taking it, I think Jay taking the belt, that would be, that, that's a very old WWE way of booking it. Mm-hmm. Is we'll chuck the title on there as well when actually necessarily is not the best place for the title or for that feud, yeah. if that makes sense. And Charles Burke, who's been a member for 31 months in a row, says Gunther versus Miz was a great and a fun show. Imagine a card arrives at Mania to face Gunther for the IC title. I want that. Hope everyone has a great holiday. Do you remember? I mean, if you want to play with a re-debut or a new star or whatever, and um, it's Cody's debut at WrestleMania 38. Yeah. I guess maybe MJF <laughs> could show up and do it. Well, I mean, I think it's more likely he's re-signed. I know, his, his uh, that was me being contract. a little troll. Like, because I, you know, I, I'm pushing my whole thing of like, Gunther, give Gunther both belts yeah. because like, I'm a big Gunther mark. I yeah. think he's the best thing. I don't think that's necessarily actually the right thing to mm-hmm. do. Also, I think we're probably looking at, we talked about this last week, Seth versus Punk is your World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania. So. so you're looking at Gunther versus someone for the IC belt. That feels like that's the time. Well, I do poss- too. Possibly. I mean, like, it felt like it was the time with. The time. Um, oh, he's back. It felt like it was the time with, <laughs> uh, with Cody. Yes. So that's why I always, I, I, I was thinking about this a lot the past couple of days, because I've been watching old stuff and and thinking ahead and seeing graphics on the internet and whatever, and I'm I'd like fa- fan made graphics, not real graphics, and it's like, it feels like WrestleMania 40 is a neat place to change titles or whatever. Yeah. That doesn't always mean it will. 
so we'll certainly see uh get in the rest of your ultra chats we'll read out all of them above the five us dollar amount before the end of the show restalk.com forward slash support if this is your first time here please do press the subscribe subscribe button and give us a little thumbs up as well helps us in the old algorithms mm. tomorrow is the end of year award season and it kicks off tomorrow here on the Restalk podcast channel with wrestler of the year 2023 it's the big one and it's an hour-long show as well. We like a little old. It's me, it's Dan, and it's Ollie, and we are counting down at the top 10 wrestlers of 2023 as voted for by a huge panel of judges. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really, really good. Also, uh, tomorrow on Parts Fun Known, Dan heads in to part four of his Wednesday Night War series mm. against Laurie Blake. Currently in the lead. Yes. Winner of the Wednesday Night War. It's series 3.5, recording it. Joins season four of the monday night wars i need this like i need it right mm. so i'm gonna have to bring it my i'm gonna have to start taking notes <laughs> that's how serious i'm taking it i'm finally finally <laughs> Uh, but this episode of Raw, it was the final episode of Raw of 2023, and it kicked off like the summer of 2023 yeah. with the Judgment Day coming out for a promo. Might as well close the year. We've spent basically the entire year doing the same thing. So they came out in full force as well. It was a full lineup of the Judgment Day, which is actually quite a, a fun mm-hmm. sight to see all five of them coming out. And they were there to hype up the Creed Brothers match in the main event, set up Rhea versus Ivy Nile, which was like confirmed in the show as happening. And... Give Dom some of that, you know, that heat. The Judgment Day, boo! You know, it's the usual shtick. It's, you know, it's, it's the Bit usual fun. stuff they do. And then R-Truth comes out. And I've, I've been enjoying this R-Truth yeah. stuff. Like, I think a lot of the comedy, it, it sometimes works, it sometimes doesn't. But when it came out, I did get a little bit like, like well, it's a little bit because I love this gimmick of he thinks he's in the Judgment Day and JD isn't. Mm. And I think I think JD's selling of that's really funny. I think Damien Priest finding that to be quite charming because he also doesn't want JD in the group is very, very humorous. Mm. And Truth and JD have got matching tops because JD's name's not on the merch, so he's just put it on himself. Yeah. And Truth's done the same thing. So really, how is Truth not more of a member of the Judgment Day than, than, uh, than JD McDonough is? I mean, there was a lot to find, really. I mean, we've had cynical times as wrestling fans over the years. And maybe I'm just old and worn down or whatever. But there was something quite festive about this. Like, yeah. Truth comes out and they do the punk Rollins stare down, even the way they frame it. Like, with the crowd sort of out of focus and they're looking at each other and they both look. Which, like, when Punk and Rollins did it last week, it harkened back to Rock and Hogan, you know. Like, there was something kind of funny about that Truth wearing the same gaffer tape on a t-shirt, to your point. Um saying like i think we should have a miracle on 34th street fight which had already been announced by cole so i was like wait are they doing that stupid thing that they've done before only for jdt like that match has already been booked so i was like oh wait it's truth being truth it's we've pre-announced that match that that match is already happening yeah and then priest getting a kick out of the whole thing and the idea that jd could be be sent out of the group there was so much to enjoy yeah so truth comes in and he's like guys you didn't tell me we were coming out for a promo segment i was like yeah he saw, oh, the Judgment Day are out there. Yeah. I'm part of the Judgment Day. The guys didn't tell me. He's like, guys, he didn't tell me part of the... And he gets into the ring and he's like, I'm, you know, I survived the initiation last week. Where it really hurt. Like, mm. it really hurt me physically and emotionally. But, you know, I've now joined the like group. They hazed him. Yeah, they hazed him a little bit. JD steps up and he's just like, oh, you come here to me. No, you're not. Like, you're not in this group and stuff, this and the other. And they do the joke about setting up the Miracle on 34th Street fight that had already been pre announced. 
And Truth ups the ante by adding the stipulation, it is now a loser leaves judgment day match. Mm. And Damien Priest literally goes, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. And they chuckle. And Rhea really steps in is like, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact as well, Truth keeps calling him DP. Yeah. Is quite childish, but you know. It gets a pop, it gets a pop. It, it, it made me laugh. Yeah. And yeah, I could. Rhea Ripley having to step in to be the actual leader of the group and be like, no, no, we're not having Damien Priest kick out the lad that he doesn't want in this group. Mm. And they then have this plunder match. And it was, you know, it's your Christmas plunder match. They hit each other with candy canes. They threw each other into Christmas trees and presents and whatnot. Michael Cole was just saying innocuous Christmas phrases. He was a he was a literal physical embodiment of a Christmas cracker joke. Yeah. Where can I slip a pun in? I'm going to try. Is, I don't even think sometimes he was just saying, he wasn't even saying puns. He was he just kept, saying Christmas things. He kept calling Dominic Mysterio a Scrooge. And he in fact said Scrooge a lot this episode. I don't think he's read a Christmas carol. No, of course he hasn't. I don't think he knows what Scrooge is. No, because he's not a Scrooge. No. He's, he really isn't a Scrooge. Scrooge. No, <laughs> not at all. But he was just saying, he was like, oh, he won't be having a silent night. Mm. Oh, hit him in the, the jingle bells. Oh, I don't, I'm sure he won't like that present. Just saying Christmas yeah. things. Christmas jumpers, you know, just mm. just saying Christmas stuff. But it's good fun. I would argue, actually, the loser leaves Judgment Day stipulation actually added something to yeah. his match. Because Michael Cole's there putting over the stipulation as real, while Wade Barrett, in his wonderful heel bit, oh, I think you're fine, actually. It's not a real stipulation. They never actually said it's going to happen. And there's Michael Cole like, no, 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 that's, that's what the, real, that's, that's, that's Jamie Breeze. That's, that's what the stipulation is. Well, I think you're fine. It's all of this presentation put a huge smile on my face. Yeah, it's absolutely I, what you I, want. Yeah, I, th- I thought this is exactly what you want from a plunder match. That's what you want for the first episode of, from the Christmas episode of Raw. Like the way to, the way to kick it off, it was silly and entertaining, and then the the, the fall coming from Priest and Truth essentially. Sorry, Truth and, and McDonough falling through the table, and then he covers him, and it's like great mm. job done, nice and easy, very yeah. silly. Yeah. Such a silly little thing. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Like, you know, we, we titled this episode, um, <laughs> Gunther versus Miz was a Christmas cracker because nice. it was, it's a, it was a right, cracking Michael. match. But like, yeah, I mean, I felt, I felt like I was in full Michael Cole mode. I'm in like full festive mode. And this episode had a lot to do with yeah. that. This, again, was a Christmas cracker of an, of, a, of an opening. It was good. It was a cracking start to the show. Um, although... I don't know. It's only because someone brought it out there being like, this, the title of this stream is crazy, that maybe someone will read that wrong. So I may have to rename that stream. Does, 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 do Americans not have Christmas crackers? I don't know, but I wonder if people will read one of those words and think that I'm trying to say something else. Interesting. I but think well, that will be a reach. But anyway, we then got a video promo for the Party Girls because they're going to be going for the tag titles later on tonight. Nia Jax came out for a promo and was immediately interrupted by Becky Lynch. And Nia was just like... All right, I'm off then. She's like leaving the back. She's like, no, no, no. You, were, you came out here to say something. So, so you were, I, I was just going to say I'm in the 2024 Royal Rumble. And then she tries to leave. And Becky has this great <laughs> promo about like, you have been, you've never made a name for yourself. You've just been mm. making a name on other people's names. You're only here because of who your cousin is. You only became uh, a big name because you broke the face of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, and I'm the greatest to ever to ever do it. And it's only other. And like she said, you know, the reason why I, I thought nice retort of like the only reason why we've never had a match is because they are afraid of me hurting a moneymaker. So thought it's, you know, it's a, mm. it's a good line. It sort of buries itself a little bit. Because mm. um, why aren't you a moneymaker? Uh, but and also, like, why would they have... Buries the whole company for hiring her if they think she's a liability. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like, why... Yeah, I, buries yourself slightly to be like, I hurt people. Mm. For reals. Yeah. Uh, and 
they basically set up a match that it's going to be for day one. They're going to have a one-on-one match. And they had a little brawl and nice to talk. I thought this was a lazy segment. This got on my nerves a bit, I'll be honest with you. Because, uh, first of all, what exactly is going on lately with people wanting to fight? And then they say, I'll fight when I want to fight. At the very least, Naya is a heel and has, hasn't said she wants to be the one to have the fight. Becky's been like, I want the fight. And Naya's been saying no. So that that, that part makes sense, as opposed to Zaylee being like, where's my title shot? Not now. Um, <laughs> Where's she? But also, this was basically well, yeah, good question. This was basically the exact same promo as last week. Like this was for me a missed opportunity to do something a little different. When it became clear that last week wasn't going to be a match, and maybe this week's not going to be a match, and if you've got the plan, we're going to do it at day one. Do a do something different with this segment. I think would be a better call. Fun fact: the uh, the chat has just informed us they don't have Christmas crackers <gasps> in the US. Oh, you're missing out. So yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change it now. I'm gonna oh, we're having a to, live change. I'm gonna change it to Christmas classic. I'll do yeah. yeah. Well, a Christmas cracker it's, for those is, who are. Is, I mean, you probably it's know. Less good of a pun is it's a, th- a thing you have on the table. It's made out of paper, and you pull it apart, and it goes pop. And whoever gets the bigger half gets all the presents within it. So you have a little paper crown. You got a little uh, like a, uh, a a small puzzle made of plastic or wood or whatever. And often you'll find a little merry joke like, "Why was." Um, what what's black and white and red all over? Uh, an embarrassed penguin, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You know, something festive. It's like snow themed. That's a Christmas cracker. Very good. So I that's mean, why I... Luke's pun was absolutely spectacular. I would say America, get yourself some Christmas crackers. There it yeah, is. That's what you should be uh, introducing for your uh, family traditions this year. Um, we got to highlight that before the show, Kofi Claus was giving out presents. Yep. And then backstage, he bumped into DIY, who said they wanted tag titles, but got a Jey Uso t-shirt instead. Basically the same. <laughs> uh, and then they bumped into DIY, then bumped into The Miz, who then got bumped into by Jackie, who interviewed him. And that set up the, the Miz versus Gunther match, which was awesome. Uh, however, it was also a backdrop to Imperium breaking up. So you, know, yeah. took, you took those three and three quarter stars and you made this a minus five star show because Doctrine break up Imperium. Devastated. And Gunther was here to announce, I'm taking the next couple of weeks off. I'm going to be around for a little while. Uh, so you guys need to step up. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to lose a lot now. That's the story. They're just going to lose a lot. Spoilers, they did later mm-hmm. on. Um, so, yeah, that set up a match for uh, Imperium to take on. Well, uh, Ludwig Kaiser to take on uh, Jey Uso. We'll get to that in a bit. Shinsuke Nakamura Red. An American Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, this is very funny, Lou, because... I don't know if you know this, but stay with me. Perhaps get a pen and write it down, because there is a film, are you listening, which is called, are you there, The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's not actually about Christmas, but... I don't know, I've never seen it. Have you not? No, I've actually never seen it. That's that. The joke is now finished, because I haven't seen the movie. It's <laughs> it's so okay. <laughs> like, don't... There's an entire industry of mall goths based on this movie. I'm not a 14-year-old girl, so it's, it's, I, I don't love the movie. Honestly, I've seen your Spotify playlist. You're not not a 14-year-old girl. And I all respect to 14-year-old girls, because in a way, so am I. So, uh, like, you know... I'm, I'm just I'm not a 14 year old guy so like it's, it's not my favorite Christmas movie but the animation's quite lovely um, and I think that uh, this is Halloween is a great song what's this is a genuine Christmas banger mm. like that's on my Christmas playlist is it Christmas or is it a Halloween film well it's both ah it is a, it's a movie about Halloween great 
trying to learn the the spirit of Christmas. Okay, and they kidnap the Santa Claus and try and like bring him in. It's it's quite it's it's okay. It's also, of course, because I'm sure some people in the comments and the and the chat are going a bit nuts. A play on the night before Christmas. Yeah. So what this this segment with Ken Kenzo, who's Kenzo? Uh, Kenzo Suzuki. Who am I thinking of? It was, it was a wrestler called Kenzo Suzuki. Was taxi with Matt Hardy? <laughs> had a wife. Is that what I'm thinking of? <laughs> Must be. Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, that was. What happened to my brain just there? Anyway, uh, this segment with Shinsuke Nakamura was uh, two jokes removed from The Night Before Christmas to become The Nightmare Before Christmas, The American Nightmare Before Christmas. What did you think? Do you remember when uh, Shane McMahon read the the Jack and the Beanstalk? Honestly, which way did he go? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in my head, that's like one of the all-time great Shane McMahon things. The atti- shortlist. The attitude. <laughs> 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 the attitude era podcast in the last year or so reviewed the show yeah. where it is Shane versus Big Show from reading that. And if you watch it back, it's really lame. Oh, yeah. Because it it's like half speed Shane, yeah. tired jet lag Shane being like, and then I will face the mighty Big Show. Yeah. And there's like no inflections in it. I felt like this was sort of a similar thing. This was fine. I thought it was a fun little rereading of uh, A Night Before Christmas. Um, but I did write here, it was like, wow, this serious feud seems awfully <laughs> silly now. Yeah, it did have that element about it, didn't it? Yeah, but the brawl was very good. Mm. Except for, and I recognize that this is out of character for Cody Rhodes, I would have liked him to put that security guard through the table. Yes! Because, Cody Rhodes, that is. Uh, yeah, because basically what happened is they have the brawl, um, the security guards in their black polo shirts come and, and have a go at them and separate them and pull them apart. And then um, Cody manages to... They, they cut their, their brawl just won't be contained. And they set up on the table that Cody's going to put um, Shinsuke through the table with a crossroads only one security guard pulls him away and then you know hoiks shinsuke to safety and i was like steve austin would have just beaten you up and yeah. i and i would have cody is an well, honorable man he's an go. honorable baby face he wouldn't do this but it would have been nice <laughs> yeah well he's, he's too i wanted to have some teeth he's too blue-eyed baby he's face too blue-eyed. To, because you know that that man's got a family it's just before christmas my argument is it's like he wouldn't he wouldn't go down in anyone's estimations if he did that do you know what I mean? Go down in Cody's estimation. Go down in his own estimations. Own estimations. And what, I, those are the worst. What would Brandy think? Well, that's fair. You know, she's too busy doing yoga. She's probably very <laughs> chill about it. I thought overall, it's a thumbs up segment from me because I enjoyed the brawl afterwards. Yeah. But the the nightmare before Christmas thing was a, a, a little bit not his best promo. It's not. It's not the best promo. Yeah. He's actually had some really good. He's promos had some great promos. Yeah. Uh, Adam Pearce was chatting with Akira Tezawa backstage and agrees to give him the match that Tezawa wants. Piper. Niffin and Chelsea Green then walk in asking for their match. From the same side. Yes. That's because they watched the podcast and listened. Yeah. So they wanted their match to be cancelled. They then left. Then Bronson Reed walked in and was like, hi, mate. No, because he's... No. And then he said, like, um, I'm going to... Here and now, as we get closer to Elimination Chamber happening in Perth, Australia... (laughs) I'm going to put a pin in that specific impression. No, you sure? Mm. No, but I, I, get it, oh. I get it right every time. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's your New Year's resolution. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> You're not the first person who's told me to, to not do Australian accents Canada on Australian. this show. I can let the Irish one slide, but not that one. <laughs> oh, good day, mate. I'd really like that shot against Gunther right there. It's giving Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know why or also, how. Also, he's from New Zealand. I've got the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne? No. 
He's from Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. Bronson yeah. Reed's from New Zealand. Yeah, no, yeah. but Ozzy Osbourne's from Birmingham. Birmingham. That's what that was my joke was, and then I was like, hang on, is there? Anyway, that's why this show goes on too long. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of Raw going on too long, they were like, "Actually, we've got three minutes. We need to fill here. Yeah. Uh, should we just wish Trish a happy birthday? <laughs> yeah, go on, why not? And Stone Cold later on <laughs> in the show. And but you know, failing to uh, meet and make a package for the birthday of the most important member of the Raw roster, which of course is Pete Quinnell. Happy birthday, Pete! Happy birthday, Pete! Uh, I didn't get one either. No. Uh, the party girls. You've not been on Raw. That's true. Me and actually, Pete have. Yeah. yeah. Twice. And and you're not too far off your birthday either. Yeah, nearly. Yeah. Nearly. Couple of weeks. Party girls took 24. on the party girls took on Chelsea Green and Piper Niven for the women's tag team titles. Uh, this is also negative five stars because Samantha Irvin did not do her Chelsea Green intro. I wonder if that's on purpose. I think so too. I think she's dropping it. I don't know if she's dropping it permanently or if it's just a title match thing. Because she's done it for title matches before. I know, and it has felt weird. <laughs> and I think maybe she's going, oh, just for this one, I won't. I don't. Know, I don't know. We'll see. Um. Anyway, this might, I mean, it's about nine minutes. Uh, Chelsea Green did hit a rough rider at one point, which was fun. Mm, confirmed. Um, the the party girls hit their rough as assholes finish, um, which is the one where uh, Caden Card... The after party. No, no, the after party one. That's actually quite... Oh, cake stand. The, yes, the one where they stand on each other's shoulders and then do the twisting moonsault mm, thing. But like it's it. always like knees full on in the tits. Yeah. Like it is, it's an <laughs> ugly ass move and it just looks like it's no fun to take or do. Mm. That that got broken up right at the last minute, and then they hit the after paddy to win the tag titles. Genuinely surprising. Yeah, I mean, I thought the match was decent. It was a good length. It was a competitive. Um, the moves generally connected. The party girls have struggled with this a couple of weeks. Like the, there's been a lack of flow. I thought this was quite decent. Um, and yeah, the title change was was quite unexpected. I think um, Chelsea's done a decent job trying to make these belts matter or, or at the very least trying to make them something that you want to see on TV every week. Uh, I don't think it's always worked, um, but it's never because of her, you know? Mm-hmm. So Correction, Bronson Reed is Australian. <coughs> He's Australian. Uh, and apparently um, Samantha Irvin said on Twitter she was told not to do it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. So it's an L for me. That's the thing that I... That's Now, that's what I want Twitter for, even though I don't think Twitter should exist anymore. Um, uh, but no, I, I think it was... It was um, I want the tag division to be something. I've been talking about this. That's my one Christmas wish. Is there will there to be a, a logic and a consistency behind the tag division? The fact that these are a team who have um, the similar, they have the same entrance, they have the same gear, they have tag team offense. They like to party. They look. They just love it, and they admire they're going to party this Christmas. Um, but yeah, uh, I think yeah, good good work, Chelsea. Thank you for your service. Let's have Sonny come back. Yeah, I I felt kind of bad for a little mm. bit for Chelsea because I, I think you're right. She's done a lot for these tag titles and yeah. Piper Niven as well. Yes. Because like I think Piper Niven Piper's lent in hard, like, growing into this like Chelsea character. I think mm. has been really really fun along yeah, the way. I'm kind of enjoying them on commentary. Yeah. Also feels like this has kind of been out of nowhere because the party girls just have won two weeks and then they won the tag belts mm. and it felt like oh I think we could have built them up, heated them up a little bit before we're giving them. But I get why they did the tag switch. It's the Christmas episode. You want something... You, so you need to... Like, of three title matches on a Christmas show, you kind of needed to do at least one title switch mm. to give you that festive feeling. You may as well do it with the belts that don't really mean much. And you're not switching the main tag title. So yeah, we'll switch these tag titles. Ultimately, it doesn't really mean a lot. And maybe Green and Niven can win them back at some point. Mm. Or uh, maybe, just going to throw this out there, maybe the witches exist. <laughs> I, I generally Put thought, them on screen. I just generally thought this was very surprising. Yeah. I also saw someone say in the comments of the Rest Talk News video that I did not bring up 
that uh, they were late to break up one of the pinfalls and the party girls did get pinned and that my uh, raw paycheck was shining through. Well, that would be incorrect because the the pin that was broken up was the party girls pinning Piper anyway. That was the one that was late. So the, the, the ending wouldn't have changed. Well, either way, for everyone who thinks that I hate Raw too much, there are some people who think that I'm paid by WWE to like it. I'm paid by WWE to like it. He's paid by Tony Khan. Get your facts right. Ivy Nile was warming up backstage with Alpha Academy, saying that she wants that title match with Rhea Ripley. And Akira Tozawa walks in and says, I've got a match with this guy. And Ivar walks into shot. Ivar then very quickly beat Akira Tozawa with the world Avalanche World's Strongest Slam. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we've got a recap of CM Punk and Seth Rollins from last week, and then they wish Steve Austin a happy birthday. Yeah, they did. Rollins then came out for a promo. Oh, okay. You, sorry, you, you sat back as in you got some. I th- I have a lot to say about this one. So oh, okay. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll recap the the yeah. segment as a whole, and then I'll, I'll throw to you. Yeah. Um, so he says I'm gonna have a big 2024. Drew McIntyre comes out. And they started talking about how Seth Rollins has not been pinned since January 3rd. He's gone almost a full year without being pinned. But, you know, wins and losses don't matter. And um, Drew, I really like Drew in this segment. He was like, I'm proud of you because you're the only person who was willing to step up to CM Punk and tell him exactly what everyone is thinking about him. And I really respect you for that. And he then tells a very sincere story about what it means to be a champion and to be a WWE wrestler, which is to always be away from your family and your family being like, oh, we're doing this thing. And you have to reply, I can't because I've got to do these shows. And they don't say, oh, it'd be so nice to have you here. They say, no, you go follow your dreams. But that hurts even more because you're missing out on those family moments. So you know what? I don't just want that title. I need that title. I need that title so that the sacrifices I have made have all been worth it. And Seth had a really interesting reply to this, which was, I don't know what to make of you, because there are some weeks when you're sincere like this, and there are other weeks when you're headbutting me, and I, I remember these things, and I, I don't believe you, I don't know what to make of you anymore. And the thing is, is that you're not you say you'll keep willing to do whatever it takes to take this title off of me, but the one thing you're not willing to do is take responsibilities for your own actions and your own failures. And he then said, the only person stopping Drew from being champion is Drew McIntyre. I hate CM Punk. That is a real feeling, but I don't hate you, Drew. I pity you. And then Drew attacked him afterwards and hit the Alabama slam into some steel steps. So now Seth has got a broken wing or a hurt wing going into the match with Drew at day one, as well as his bad back, which we're not really selling anymore. So my couple of notes from this, I thought Drew was great. I thought Seth's uh, response was really, really good. I like this is the kind of the Seth I want to see, not goofy. <laughs> like, I'm, <clears throat> like, that's not the Seth I want, but just like, I'm rest, I'm Tyler Black. I am Colby Lopez, like Seth Rollins. That's the cool Seth Rollins. And the very, very pointed line of, I don't hate you, I pity you, is taken from that Hangman promo. Which one? That, that hangman promo the hangman promo that started all of the cm punk drama which is when when he said to him in I, his face yeah i'm talking to you like, i'm talking about what like workers rights yeah and he said in that promo i don't hate you i pity you I and i'm, I'm not yeah. here to i'm not here to like defend my title i'm here to save aew from you 
It's what Seth Rollins said last week. I'm here to save WWE from you. And Seth Rollins again was echoing what Hangman said. So mm. last week was not a coincidence. It's very much Good intentional. Good spot. I didn't notice that. It's very intentional that they are referencing that Hangman promo. Mm. The Hangman promo that led to Brawl Out, that led to CM Punk basically getting fired and all of the issues with Punk in, in AEW. So that is all very much intentional. Mm. And I thought it was a good segment. I thought this was the second top promo segment from Seth in two weeks. I think genuinely, I've watched back the one with Punk a few times now and listened to all our colleagues across the spectrum talk about it because I think it was just a bit of magic. Um, And then I think this one was absolutely exceptional as well for a completely different reason. Um, I'd forgotten they were having a match at day one until this promo reminded me. And I was like, great, now I really want to see it. Um, Specifically, well, the, the, on on the the hate and the pity line, I always remember something. This is such a Dan reference. Something Sharon Osbourne said on an episode of Piers Morgan's <laughs> Life Stories. Um, second Osbourne reference. Of the speaking year, of sure. Danny Minogue, when she said, he said, "Do you hate Danny Minogue?" and and she basically said, "Well, I don't hate her because hate is an emotion very close to love, and I don't have that time for her." And I, that was something that was very. Um, I'd never really thought about... That's something that is spoken about a lot. Hate and love are kind of two sides of the same coin. They're very close together. A lot of energy. I'd never really thought about it in those terms until she said that line. Um, So using that line, I completely forgot about that moment in the Hangman promo. Good spot. Um, But that was a a really like, oh, that'll get right under the skin of someone who wants you to feel that they're worthy. Mm. When when, When Drew's entire business and the whole point of the promo was to say... I have this much fight in me. I want this belt from you. And Seth just says, I pity you. That is crushing. What a wonderful bit of of uh, work there from, from Seth and from the team putting it together. Um, on the Drew side of the promo, um, when what, what he was speaking about, the sacrifices that you make, the things you miss with your family, back of my head's going, first of all, your contract's coming up. So... I wonder how much of that is playing in your head because you have been doing this for a really long time and you have been far away. And it really struck a chord with me specifically because, and I'm sure like many, possibly even you, Luke, and many at home, like I don't actually see my family that often. Mm -hmm. I live in London. They live in Manchester. Um, It's kind of close, but also far enough away. It's one of those weird bits of both. And I do so much work down here that I don't have slash make time to go back. As a result, when I see them, they age so much more quickly. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I remember having lunch with my dad a couple of years ago and looking at him and going, you're an old man, which was a weird, weird feeling I had where he's my dad. He, he's looked like my dad my whole life and he still looks like my dad. He's just old now. And it's it was such a fascinating thought thing. And I really sort of stuck with me for a really long time. His energy is the same. His his comedy is the same but he looks older and when you don't spend when you spend time with someone week to week or day to day even that happens in a really gradual way and you don't even notice it that really struck me so when he's talking about not spending time with his family and all the things that he's missed and the illnesses that you're not there for and i've i've lost loved ones and not been by their side i've been there on the phone like mm-hmm. when my grandma passed away i was on the phone while everyone was in the room with her which because i had to work you know i'm down south doing my thing um it's so true right that's such a re- that that is such a baby face thing because we make sacrifices and our family support us in those sacrifices it is something that we do however 
There is something in the delivery of what Drew did here, which made him sound a bit desperate, a bit needy, and a bit whiny. And that combined with his actions, because Becky, he made a direct reference to Becky Lynch having the exact same sacrifices. But do you ever hear Becky Lynch complain about it? Like she's got a rod up her back, like like things are hard, so much harder for her. No, you don't. She fights and fights and fights, and I'm the man. The man's come around, and I'm going to make this happen. And that's what a babyface does. Drew's doing it in a heel way. And that I found so interesting and mm. so compelling. And maybe I've read a little bit too far into it. Maybe I was just feeling my Christmas spirits or whatever, because I've just been back to Manchester. But um, I just found that dynamic. Then when you get that, oh, that I pity you line to really set Drew over the edge. I can't put over enough how brilliant Drew McIntyre was in this promo and how brilliant I think his character work has been and what he's drawing on. And I hope that they have an absolute banger on day one because I think it's it really set them up for that. I think they will do because I think the the match they had at uh, Crown Jewel was really really mm, good. It was, and that was a match that's going in. So. With, uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, uh, two guys that were very very good. So like, yeah, but you're, you're right. I take your point of just like there wasn't a huge amount of heat going into yeah. it. There will be way more heat going into the rematch, which is exactly what you want from a rematch. So yeah, I'm I'm like I think they'll have a great match at day one. That's, that's a, such an exciting like lineup for day one as well. It's about like pay per view worthy matches and so we'll come into that in a little bit but yeah i, I thought it was, was really really effective i thought i agree also agree this is two weeks in a row now where i thought man that's excellent from seth mm. like really excellent from seth mm. that's the seth rollins that we've sort of been wanting for so long mm. that is seth rollins right there and i thought he was so so great yeah and i thought drew was awesome this is a brilliant segment mm. really really good damn good uh, Kofi Claus came out again uh, and Imperium ran down to beat him up and Jey Uso ran down for the save that was quite a nice touch Jey saving Kofi can I say this Kofi Claus the part oh seasons yeeting <laughs> someone in commentary said seasons yeetings and my first reaction was get <laughs> I'm not having that one look the crowd likes saying yeet. <laughs> no, they do, but there's no need for that. We're not having that bit. They've got the trademark now. Did you see the t-shirt? It's blurred. Yeah. That's funny. I, they they like saying yeet. They say it a lot. The crowd <laughs> there really enjoys it. There is no call for seasons yeeting. crowd was sure into chanting yeet during this. There was lots of interference from Giovanni Vinci, but Kofi ran back down to here, give him the trouble in paradise, and Jey Uso hit the spear on Kaiser and the splash for the win. Jey Uso getting a rare singles win. Mm. doesn't happen very often. Um, I believe this is his first singles victory since moving to Monday Night Raw, mm. so congratulations, Jey. And... Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I'm way more into the idea of Jay and Kofi. Like, that's like a little dream team thing, given like all of their yeah. history and stuff. Well, that's, that's a, it's a really fun bit of business. That's kind of where my mind went as well, because I was like, oh, another good example of Jay turning over a new leaf and making good. He's the one to make the save for an old rival, you yeah. know, in, in, in many ways. I thought that was a nice Christmas present from the crowd, because your boy is over. Sure is. So you get him and Kofi both doing that. You're right, it's a little dream team thing. Um, and yet, I spent the entire time watching the clock, because I wanted the main event to come back at this point. I was like, I want time on this main event. Well, I was more annoyed. He was like, you know, stop breaking up Imperium. Um, <laughs> back stage damien uh, was laughing at jd for losing and sort of joked with him about like, kicking him out of the group and rhea ripley had to step in and be like damien he's like mm. no you're still in the group and i made this joke in my news episode and i don't i don't know how much i uh, people are going to give me on this one but i think it's fairly apt he's tom one scanting him try again <laughs> he is tom one yeah and JD is cousin Greg. Who is? Who's who? J well, Damien Priest is Tom. Is Tom, mm. and he's so because Tom 
keeps Greg around yeah. because that's the power and that's the control. And he has all of the power and control over JD McDonough because mm. JD McDonough's not really in this group in his eyes. It's not a but, perfect analogy, but I do see that. I, it's because I've just finished watching Succession. So right. it's, it's, I've, I've just got it on my mind a lot. And I was writing my review today. I kind of stopped writing my review and just thinking about the finale again. <laughs> <laughs> what a great finale <laughs> that was. was. Good, it, it, it stuck the landing. It was quite good. It's absolutely stuck the landing. Yeah. So I'm just like, so maybe I just, I had it in my head. I'm just, mm. I'm constantly thinking about Succession at the moment. So I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of a, a Tom One Scans thing. Yeah. It kind, I'm, it's kind I'm, of. I'm not going to run with it for a few weeks. I don't think you in, should. In, in two weeks' time, you know, past Christmas into 2024, I, I will have forgotten all about. Succession. When you start making your Doctor Who references, <laughs> I've never watched an episode of that in my life. So. Oh, I started. It's quite fun actually. Uh, I've got no time for it. I didn't think I did, and then I put a couple of episodes of the first couple of series on, and I was like, ah, "This is silly. I enjoy this." I'm I am neither a child nor someone who watched it as a child. So <laughs> I'm I'm not within its target demographic. Um, but you are a 14 year old girl. Uh, that's right. I'm actually you know, a 40 year old man who went to go see the Muppets Christmas Carol sing along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they announced for day one mm. it's becky versus naya yeah it's tegan and Addie versus baser and stark which is you know good nice bit of filler yeah it's Rhea versus ivy nile for the mm. women's title and it's drew versus seth for the world title decent little show three big matches right there look like a hoop that's a like that's what you want from a big pay-per-view episode of raw hey i'm big gonna thumbs be up. what a great start to the year i'm gonna be slightly hungover Oh, I'm I'm not because it's a, a different day for us. But the the year, imagining the Americans sitting down, mm -hmm. little hungover. Oh, I'll just put on a bit of raw. That's a good three hours. Now I can go to bed. That's what they're bill they're billing, and I'm here for it. Yeah. And that brought us to our main event for the undisputed tag team championships. Mm -hmm. It was the Creed brothers taking on the Judgment Day. And did you spot that we had the OG three here? You said at the beginning of the show all of them came out, and it was quite nice to see. And almost a nice little reflection of that. Also quite nice to see was your Finn. Yeah, um, your Damien, your Damien, and your Rhea. Uh, Edge doesn't count as OG three in this new Judgment Day because his just Judgment Day were the weird ones. Yeah, um, they were the magic ones. They were the they were the spooky jobbers. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a that was quite cute. It was cute. Yeah, uh, I was absolutely like because Rhea's ringside. That suits getting that loudest chance. Yeah, there was a story that Michael Cole told on commentary about Brutus, which is that when yeah. Brutus was a kid. He used to rip the handles off of microwaves to show how strong he was. Why did you tell that story? I think it's supposed to make him sound like it's a, it's a cute thing. As a parent, that would be so annoying. <laughs> Just I'm a waste of microwave. A wa I've got to buy another microwave, Brutus. Yeah. I, I can't believe I named you this as a child, but Brutus, I've now got to buy another microwave, you little sh**. Stop breaking my microwaves. I just realised one of them is called Brutus and one of them is called Julius. Oh, that's just connected. <laughs> wait for the wait for the turn at two. So um, yeah, don't if you if you are a child watching this, don't rip your the, the handles off of microwaves. They're, they're expensive. I haven't got time to buy. I don't even one. have a microwave. You not? No. Oh, we did because it's, it's easy to heat baby's milk with uh, microwave and stuff. I have very little need for baby's milk. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Imagine if they didn't know you had a daughter. <laughs> Anyway, um, Julius is awesome. Oh my god, Luke. <laughs> his his kip-up suplex sequence is just joyous. Oh. It's so much fun, and he's so, so great. Some things in wrestling just work for a person. Mine is overhead suplexes, the straps of a singlet coming down, and a standing shooting star press. That man is everything. I just love him. 
It's so, so great. Uh, Rhea and Ivy had a little fight at ringside, and Ivy actually stood tall, lifted uh, Rhea mm. up onto her shoulders and dropped her down to show off her strength. We got the Brutus Ball, but Priest broke that one up at the last minute. We then had another Brutus Ball, but if Finn broke that one up, the coup de grace. Great way to protect that finish, mm. and having to have both of the lads break up the pin as opposed to them kicking out of it. But, you know, protect the finish. And it was Finn's finish that broke up the finish. So it's, yeah. like, it's a very, very special move. I think my only criticism now with this is like so limp ending because you had this like it felt like it was really building up into this mm. sort of like final act and then Priest just won. I don't think that was supposed to be the ending. Yeah. Yeah. I think something went a little bit wrong um, only because Julius made a motion to kick out and Priest looked like what ha- what's happened. There was a, And I've watched it back about three times. Okay. I think there was supposed to be a little bit more. Um, I think the ending, this, I think they were supposed to win. But I think the ending was slightly, to your point, it wasn't what was supposed to go down. Maybe I've I'm, I've looked into that too much. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like it was the final move it of the match. No, and it, it, they just they just sort of won out of nowhere. Yeah, sort of like quite a little build to get to that final moment. I don't I don't know whether something did go wrong or what mm. have you, but I, I thought it was a, a fairly like weekend as well, was a pretty good match actually. It was for, for me the, the the key to this match and what I think is its biggest success is that this was a match that told you the audience these guys will be tag champions. Mm just not now too early it's too early yeah and i think that's a really really smart move and i thought this this match elevated the creed brothers who mm. have already been like elevated week on week on week and then you put them into this ta- world tag match where they hang with the world tag champions genuinely like this put them onto another level i thought this was a great bit of business i agree with you on that and i think as well um it did that for ivy because mm. ivy has not had the same level of lift as the creeds she's been present so yeah. as part of a unit you know they're all great but aside from the battle royal and then also um a tag the tag match she had with maxine she hasn't really showcased what she's got so to have that moment of Rhea being like i'm the all-powerful Rhea ripley and then ivy being like well i'm just as good as you anything I, anything you can do and actually i'm going to finish the move yeah um was it was a nice little spot for them as well the part where julius just stops being a human and flips out of the side of heaven and hops up to the top rope for a senton I can't even with that guy. Yeah. Like it really has built them to your point as as yeah, we're going to put belts on them and they're going to be flying to the moon. This just wasn't the time yet. I spoilers for 3 count that's coming out this this Sunday. Mm. Uh, in fact, so spoilers for 3 count this Sunday. I when came to Julius Creed said Kurt Angle year. Oh, good shout. That's kind of what I would love to do with Julius Creed. I mean, I feel a bit bad give... for Brutus. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do too. But I feel that, like, Julius is the one. Yeah. And I would give him that rookie year. That incredible rookie year where you just win loads of stuff. Mm. You know, like, Kurt Angle in his first year won the IC title, won the European title, won King of the Ring, and he won the world title. Like, it was, like, the greatest rookie year in mm. WWE history. Like, that's the sort of thing I think you would be doing with, with Julius Creed. Because mm. he is... He's that guy. And, I, and like, I really hate to say it because it sounds a bit um, shallow, but he does look the part. Yeah, he well. does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, 
Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here at Restall.com forward slash support. Head on over to Patreon, by the way, because we've got some uh, lovely bonus mm. stuff. In fact, we've got our survival series. Thunderdome edition is up at the moment with a plethora of guest stars. Steven Larson from Going In Raw. Kate from Fightful. Alex Queen of the Ring and SP3 from True Heel Heat. Next week is a little Christmas bonus. We will be having uh, our review of Starcade 1997. Ollie Davis and I recorded that yesterday. It is Ollie Davis losing his mind as I tell him just what of a cluster F that show <laughs> was. Because um, it's not just that main event. Mm. It is T to B, top to bottom. Yeah. A show that is in a mess. Because advertised was Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero. Dean requested that time off because his wife was giving birth. And they were like, yeah, sure, Dean. We're going to have Ray Mysterio fill in for you. But then they kept advertising that it was Dean versus Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And the reason why they had to keep advertising it was Dean versus Eddie Guerrero is because Conan couldn't make the show for a six-man. It had to be replaced with Randy Savage. That has its own implications. I'll get into that in a second. Raven versus Chris Benoit was not going to happen. Ric Flair versus Kurt Hennig was not going to happen because Flair got injured. And the Giant was probably going to no-show the... Sorry, the Kevin Nash was probably going to no-show the event in his match against the Giant, Jesus. which ends up not happening at all. And with the Randy Savage thing, Randy Savage gets put into this six-man with, like, you know, the, the NWO mm. team. They had to negotiate with him to be part of that match. And part of that was, you get to win and you get to pick who you pin. And he was like, well, I'm not pinning Ray Trailer. He's a jobber. I'm pinning Scott Steiner, one of the tag champions. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And I, you know, slight spoilers for the end of that show, but we had this big joke about like, I keep getting people telling me it's like, man, AEW is like, it's like WCW in its dying days. I'm like, this was WCW in its, its winning peak. days. It's like, peak. This is when it's on top and AEW is nowhere near mm. like this. But this is why you do need structure. <laughs> like, You do, but also, you know, study your history. Yeah. Uh, but it was a, it's a fascinating show to watch. That goes live next week. Uh, also, I gave the show four out of five. Yeah, 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 big thumbs up. Yeah, big thumbs up. Fun time. Now let's get into the remainder of your old chats. Blake Whitehouse here has said, here's my issue with Damian Priest right now. I do not see anything making this dude look like a world champ in the next few months. So either he's going to fail a cash-in, run out of time, or cash-in successfully on Gunther. No matter what, he's going to look dumb. Well, I think if you go into it thinking he's going to look dumb, he will look dumb. I don't think necessarily that's how it has to go down there is a lot of time between now and july yeah but i agree that you need to heed this guy up to mm. he does not feel like a money in the bank holder yeah. yes yeah uh robbie the great 614 has said hey fellas first time ultra chat today judgment day just isn't hitting it for me anymore they need to lose the tag title belt and the belts need to be split up gunther is awesome and the mcintyre rollins promo was fire love you guys jam that jam thanks for your chat I uh, also agree. They should. Uh, they need to lose the belts, but I don't know when. Yeah, my chemical blackness here said it sure was nice seeing the full uh, Judgment Day entrance after so long. But on the real, uh, uh, on the real, uh, white folks, what the hell are you doing, man? It's time to make rock music mainstream again. I like all flavors of ice cream, but I don't know all the brands. Uh, help us, help you. Come on now. Is that to do with the opening theme or the rock music? I don't. I don't quite get the reference. I, I wasn't sure. I think it might be. Is it the Judgment Day's theme? Maybe. Which I think is Alter Bridge. Uh, Joey Monroe says, I'm unironically loving everything that Talia is doing when she's on TV, that is. I feel like I'm on my own here, but her versus Rhea in an actual title feud is a dream of mine. I don't count the Saudi squash. Insert me into the hype up a silent crowd. Uh, you're not on your own. I like Natalia too. I think she had the considerably better match with Rhea on Raw a couple of weeks later. I don't think her in the title feud right now is where to do that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I would split her up from Tegan Knox though, because I don't buy it. 
Yeah. Matt here said, who's your pick for the men's rumble? Punk doesn't need uh, to win to get a match with Rollins. Another Cody rumble win, I think, would be great for the fans to turn against him. So maybe Drew leading to a triple threat at Mania with Punk and Rollins. Mm, punk or cody for me yeah it's punk or cody for me at the moment chris says uh you guys can stay on as long as you like the longer the better for me i watch multiple times a week also as much as i don't like the idea of breaking up in room i would like ludwig to be the one to dethrone gunther goodness days well now hello now well i never Well now, <laughs> Chris Deason. Well, that's bold statements. I mean, he has got model looks, and he's got lovely nipples. Lovely nips. <laughs> John Wick one GM. That's a genuinely brilliant idea. Though. Yeah, I. Do you know what? That's a great Mania match. Gunther like, versus as, Kaiser as, as the payoff to this. Mm. It's a big Ludwig Kaiser baby face I, turn. I'll go you one better. Do you know where it's a better match? Berlin. Oh, do you know what's a better idea? Triple threat. The- oh, oh, the Imperium! <laughs> Imperium triple the, threat! The Imperium None of us have been asking for. We didn't do the Shield triple threat at WrestleMania, <laughs> but we can do the Imperium triple threat at Bash, Bash Berlin. Berlin. Uh, John Wick 1GM said the World Heavyweight Championship needs Gunther to validate it. Uh, Seth not wrestling weekly and Gunther putting on bangers anytime he's in the ring would put that title on the map. I think you need a different level of feud in the world title picture than he has had with the Intercontinental, which truly just has been, are you good enough to beat Gunther? I think he needs to, in the world title feud, he'd need more emotion. Yeah. You know. Benny Boy here said, uh, sorry, not Raw related, but do you guys think AJ Styles could be doing a version of his old No One Evil Ways gimmick from TNA? Not really a full heel term, but just on his own. I'm going to defer to your yeah. knowledge i mean i suppose so like I, I think heel aj would be fun like not being goofy heel aj that he was with like beat up john cena like you know not, <laughs> doing, not being that heel aj but to being like you know that new japan aj that latter day tna aj mm. i could i could possibly go for that also boy was looking jacked jeepers jeepers see this like what's the size of it when he came i out. know goodness uh, York Master here says, I think I have a grasp on some of WWE's next major booking. Bailey wins the Rumble, Elimination Chamber, six of Roman's past foes. And this one is more of a guess. Reed versus Gunther, Becky versus Rhea in the main event seems to be the biggest match they can do. Rematch of WrestleMania, Thor. Now that is an interesting point. People have been talking about building to Becky and Rhea at um, Mania. Mania, but you have a big show in, in Australia right there. So With an Australian. Yeah, with, that's, that's it. So maybe... We, we were always talking. We talked about it with like Punk and Rollins and WrestleMania Night One, blah 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 blah. blah. Maybe you get around that by having that match be the main event of Elimination Chamber, um, and then you know that that's Maybe. yeah, interesting thought. Uh, Jay here says it's remarkable how much more I'm enjoying WWE lately. Is it because VKM is out of creative? Is it because Triple H is head of creative? Is it because of the rivalry with AEW has forced everyone to step up? Is it marketing messaging? It's all of the above. It kind of is all of the It above, is all of the above. I, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it is like, it's such a better product at the moment. Mm. It's uh, Here's how good of a product it is. Last week, I really liked the show, but the comments would tell you that I hated the show. Yeah. Because I didn't 
overly love it i guess yeah but i was like this is a really good show but because i didn't say everything was five out of five i was yeah. like luke just hates wwe luke hates raw i, I messaged you being like i don't know what i said on that show yeah, but people no, came after me yeah um but i, th- I think it's just a, a really good it's the best product at the moment it's a hot product i was listening to a um triple h interview where they, oh, oh, and nick Khan was talking about like being uh, do you, how much attention you pay to aw and they were talking about how our competition is entertainment and it's one of those things where like uh, I, don't, I don't i don't believe him you know, but, well, see, I do because, and the reason I believe they, they say it does like pay attention to some AEW, but but everything is competition, and I think you have to look at everything as competition because when we have a very limited space of time in the world, and this is a very expensive world, and we all have to work very hard to be able to afford things because the economy's in the toilet, and some of us work harder than the rest of us put together, and also somehow maintain a healthy relationship and father a child. Uh, meanwhile, I can't do anything. Um, like when we have those those moments in the evening to put on the telly what are we going to choose to watch come a time in the past few years i would have skipped raw mm. do you know what i mean whereas now i get excited to watch the yeah. show and i think viewing it as like well we need to put on the best entertainment show possible has done that you know rather than an audience of one which has always which kind of been, been what it was no I'm not, i don't disagree with this argument that they are uh in a war against all entertainment mm. it's just this idea of like oh, i would really focus on on AEW, yeah, no, no. I, 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 I look at that. I, I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, but Triple H said he did. It was the thing he says. I do, I do pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, do. yeah so that, that I do believe. Yeah, Walker here um, has become a member, and he said Royal Rumble. Gunther is the Iron Man. Sheamus return and eliminates Ooh. him. World uh, WrestleMania forty. It's title versus career. Sheamus wins, but it's probably Elia on his debut. I mean, if he's healthy, that's not a bad shout. Yeah, that's a that's a good shout. In fact, Unknown has been a member for 28 months in a row. Uh, says one of my biggest hopes of the Royal Rumble is a big E return and a surprise entry with both Kofi and Xavier in the ring being overpowered uh, by Imperium. Oh, to lead to an Imperium versus New Day feud. Mm. Um, David here has been a member for two months in a row. Says pretty fun show. Just bought tickets for my first ever live WWE show in over 20 years for Raw in April. Merry Christmas, everyone at Wrestle Talk. Merry Christmas to you. It's gone to a point now where um, I didn't talk about this in my news episode I did about the uh, the house show business and WWE scaling back their mm. house show business and this idea that they might even look to change up the way they make television shows because it's an expensive process and they're mm-hmm. looking to cut costs wherever possible. I do a much more deeper dive in this in, in the news episode. But uh, previously, I would have said going to house shows was way more fun than going mm. to TV tapings. I've been to house shows for WWE and had a brilliant time because mm. wrestlers don't have TV time constraints. They don't have to hit commercial cues. They just go out there and have fun. A lot of fun stuff in wrestling has been invented at house shows <clears throat> where wrestlers are just going out there and having fun. Mm. TV tapings I found to be laborious mm-hmm. because you are like you are literally watching a, t- a live TV production being mm. done. The lights going up, the lights going down. I mean, me and Ollie went to a raw taping at the O2, and it was one of the most tedious things I've ever been to. As a nerd, I love that stuff, but I can understand as a casual oh, audience member. Like we, I mean, we were there for work purposes, like mm. you know, for doing this job. But it was like it was so boring, and it got to the end of the second hour, and Ollie was like, "Oh man, well at least we get to go home soon." And he hadn't realized that there was still another hour of the mm. show to go, and he was like, "Oh, this is." It was. This is like 2017. So it was. It was the bad. show itself wasn't. The great. show itself wasn't very good yeah. anyway. I'm now at a point where I'm like, I don't think I'd. I'd actually like to go to a, t- a TV taping. Mm, SmackDown was well fun. Yeah, I'd really quite like to go to a mm. TV taping now and kind of like uh, really because I think the TV show week to week is is very very good. And I think the house shows would be brilliantly fun as well. Mm. Like so, we're now in a world where you get the best, the best of both worlds, and it starts here tonight. You get great house shows and mm. great TV shows. 
What a, what a time. What a time. Uh, Tracy has been a member for three months in a row. So just wanted to tell you boys, Merry Christmas. And thanks for all you do for us fans and us weirdos. Here to a, here's to an amazing 2024. Yeah. Thank you very much, Tracy. Dartrain24 has been a member for 16 months in a row. Said, I recently lost my godson due to bullying that he couldn't handle. It's the holiday season. Be good to each other. And thanks for the distraction, fellas. I'm so sorry to hear yeah. that. That, that's, that's really... That sucks. But yeah. I hope you're okay. Uh, Merry Christmas and Merry happy Christmas. holidays to everyone. Um, Anton Reinhardt has been a member for 11 months in a row. Says, thank you for an amazing year, Rest Talk. Hope you all have an amazing holiday season and a happy new year. Can't wait for the end of year videos. I can't wait for people to see the end of year mm. videos. I've been refreshing. I didn't know when they were coming out. So I was just at home going. Uh, starts t- starts here tomorrow here on the Rest Up Podcast channel. Um, Terilio Marcus says, thanks for a great year of 2023. I found you about one year ago and what a year it was. Thank you. My pick for dethroning Gunther is still Elia. I hope to see you at the watch party for the Rumble. Have a nice Christmas and a happy new year. Merry Christmas to you as well. And Kay here said, I just want to say how much I love you two and Ollie. Dan's charming, rambling, Luke's sincere way. You both make me so happy every time. You've helped me through some rough times, so I love you. Stay consistent, Kirsten. Um, I I would like you to know that when I start a sentence, I have such a vision for the end of it. <laughs> I really know where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> if you just trust me, I'll get you there. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to take me. And we have a new member, Infanta Consumer. Thank you very, very much. I'm just going to end the poll now to see what you thought of this episode of Monday Night to Raw. And it's thumbs up 82% with 15 in the middle. Mm? Um, the rest being thumbs down or percentile differences. The people who put things in the middle, I want to know what, what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, it was. I, I wonder if those people are like, Ms. Gunther was excellent. That promo segment was great. But everything else... Yeah, that's that. It, 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 it kind of brings me back down to the middle. But I thought that Ms. Gunther match was so, so Stop. great. And the promo segment was so, so great that it's yeah. like, ding mm. right up there. I had a great time with this show. And I had a great time chatting with you there Aww. and with Dan as well. Aww, Merry Ollie Christmas, Davis. bud. Merry Christmas, bud. This is our last Raw episode of 2023. So I'd like to thank you all for, for watching us this year. Um, I will be back on Thursday, though, with the Dynamite review. So I'll be able to say, like, my proper... Thank you all, and, and you know, happy holidays and all that sort of stuff then. But for I now, won't be. Dan, Don't... you won't be. So is there any Christmas messages, any holiday messages you'd like to send out? Um, No. Just have a nice time. Be good to yourselves and each other. Spread uh, joy and also uh, gravy. Bless us all. No singing. Throughout the year. Oh, he's, he's still going. No? No one is. I don't know what you're singing. Bless us all from Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, I've only seen it once. What, D- Dan? Yeah. What Christmas movies have you seen? The Holiday. Yeah. I, and also, you're one of those people that will incorrectly try and tell you that Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1. Well, it is because it's, it's not, exa- though. It's exactly the same movie, but there's a woman with birds as friends and it's set in New York. Ergo, better movie. I actually. Down the hall and to the left. I actually, because I've been, everyone keeps trying to tell me that Home Alone 2 is better, the other night put it on, mm. and it is objectively terrible. It's not terrible! It, it's it, the it, same it, film! It, it, but it's not. Do because, you like Home Alone? Well, I do. Well, then do you, well, so you must which, like which, Home Alone Which too. is why Home Alone 2 is actually annoying. She's friends it, with birds, and they go good. to the, 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 the Why was the bird gift not for his mum? The <laughs> whole point of those gifts <laughs> is to give to someone you're not with all the time. Give it to his mother then like because they're always separated that's the pain he's not with her all the time she's with the he birds he doesn't know her he met her two <laughs> like, days ago 
this is Christmas. Will Chisholm has been a member for four months in a row, says, I got a theory. I think R-Truth is here to help priests turn baby face. If anyone can do it, R-Truth can. Uh, Edgar Carrasco has been a member for 24 months in a row. He says, Ms. Versus Gunther was excellent. Open my eyes to how good Mins can be when given a chance. Thanks for reading my messages since Mania. Thank you very much. And Stephen Costa has been a member for 19 months in a row. He says, Merry Christmas, lads. See you at the Rumble. And we will see you on Thursday for the AEW Dynamite Review, but we'll also see you tomorrow for Wrestler of the Year 2023. I've been Luco in DAD. That has been the Professor Dan Layton. That's been the Wrestle Podcast channel. Please do press the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, and jam that jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.